Hello and welcome back to the Mary Poppins of Business Light Show, the show that's designed to help you and your team to design a happy and productive workplace playground, especially if you are in the startups and tech world. I'm Nelly Makangu, the founder of, of Athena Leaders, also known as Mary Poppins of Business. And we are excited to have you back after this lovely break that we took during summer. How was your summer, by the way? Well, as for anybody new to the show, welcome if it's your first time. And uh, just a bit of a reminder of how we like to kick things off. Please remember to ask questions live whenever you want to pop your question in and we will answer as well. And in fact, today is kind of a special episode that we are starting and kicking off as well. We will, be breaking, we will be bringing to you breaking news surrounding startup world, the tech world, hybrid work, working, and the future of work. They are all very topical topics. And uh, we thought, why not kind of share those with you? And this way, you can always come up, spend some time with us during your lunchtime, have your coffee, or I mean, whatever time you are, wherever you are in the world. That's really share our the lovely information that we have with you as well. So before we jump in and really start talking at two amazing articles, one about a company that just got funding and the other one about the impact of hybrid working, that the future impact that it could have on innovation, especially for tech companies. Let's go for a quick recap. First time on the Mary Poppins of Business or not? Well, We've been going on for nine episodes. Today is our 10th episode, and we're really excited about that. For those who are new, we really looked at the hybrid working and the impact that it has. We've listened, we've done our research, and we found that there are many CEOs, founders, leaders, HR, you name it, a lot of people out there that are worried about the next steps they need to take so that their companies can remain productive whilst they are remote, uh, whilst they're moving into this new world as well. For those who have wondered, well, I have a lot of things to do, but I'm not sure where to start. Um, we've looked at this idea of having a head of remote, whether you need it or not, and uh, what does it actually mean and how it can provide you the, some support that you have. We believe this was episode five and go and check it out. We had the lovely interviews where one businesswoman, Sue Kale, uh, she interviewed me. We had literally went through a lot of the questions that she faced in her business as some of her people are also going remote and also questions that she got from her peers and other people within the community. And we really drilled down and watched this interview, I believe is episode number three, it will really give you a lot of information on how you can design your strategy. And if you already have a strategy, how you can review the strategy so that you make sure that you have a lot more going on so that your people are with you on the journey. And of course, feel free to always come and speak to me, send me messages, and I'll be happy to answer as well. And no, we haven't forgotten about you. The people who believe that, oh my God, get me out of here, remote working, why, why should I do this? Even for, for people who are in, the, in, are those, in those shoes, we understand. It's not about having a polarized society where it's either yes or no. There are many, many other things that you can do. And it's important to understand your challenges and share your challenges and also understand the impact on your business and what you can do on your journey as well. 
We also have an amazing episode for you called Help, I'm getting, uh, Help Me Get Out of There, um, I'm Going Remote. So that will really, really look into all of those aspects of the remote lifestyle. Now, anyone, if again, as I've said before, if you've been on this journey with me and you really love the episode that you've seen, or if you're new and you love this episode and future ones, please do like, comment, subscribe, and get in touch with us and let us know what you want us to do. Think about us as your own personal research, right? We do the research, we come and summarize it and give it to you with a lot of energy and a lot of fun so that you can save some time on your life and get on with your business as well. Now, are you guys ready to find out more about what's coming up next in the world of startups? Right. The first article we're going to look at is from Wired and um, Wired.com. So what I love about this article, even the, ta- the, 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 the headline was quite catchy. Researchers have found proof of how much the end of the office will impact productivity. With a, with a tagline like that, right, I had to click and find out more. So we look at the true cost of productivity when it comes to the city exodus. And what do they mean by that? Well, they, the researchers were kind of looking at the impact of uh, this new way of working, the hybrid working and remote workings. What is the impact it's going to have on the society as a whole, on technology, and especially on um, innovation? And of course, I work with a lot of tech startups. And when I read this article, I thought, hmm, let me dive in and try to kind of get some more information into that. So if you are an expert in innovation or an expert in remote and hybrid working, please do watch this episode and then get in touch with me because I would love to have more conversation on this topic and really get people's view online as well. Now, what we're looking at, uh, why, so why do they believe that there's a potential that this new way of working might impact innovation? Well, let's look at what we have at the moment and how innovation and the cluster cities of innovation are founded. Whenever we talk about startups, and of course, we can have startups coming coming up from many areas around the world, many cities. But if you look at the lay of the land, like I like to call it, there are many cities that are known for innovation. We're talking about Silicon Valley. We're talking about Cambridge, Amsterdam, even Madrid are now creating an ecosystem when it comes to um, start encouraging, encouraging startups. Startups and innovation tends to grow a lot more and a lot of new ideas, a lot of patents can get registered in areas where there is an ecosystem that are founded, uh, that are created to support the startups and the companies that are in there as well. So that's well and good. But then how does that affect productivity? Well, when we're looking at, um, at the research from someone called Enrico Moretti, is a US, UC Berkeley economist. He believed that because of the pandemic, but the pandemic and the fact that people are now thinking, hmm, I could li- literally live anywhere in the world, or I could live in any other city within this, the country I'm in that will either improve my, reduce my cost, or it could improve my lifestyle, help me to be closer to family and more. And what Enrico believes is that in the long run, this is going to have an impact in terms of innovation. He believes that it's really difficult to create new ideas when people feel isolated, or it's hard for people to interact with their clients, it's hard for people, hard for people to kind of get together. 
But one of the most important thing and the, the kind of keyword or buzzwords that comes from this article is the word spillover, spillover of knowledge. I've never heard of that before, so I was intrigued. Are you intrigued? Well, so what is spillover of knowledge? Spillover of knowledge is really the way information flow between within an organization. So for people, again, who have been watching my shows for a while, I talk a lot about the differences of uh, how you can adapt for your company so that the information continues to flow. Back in the office, people will come to someone's desk and have spontaneous conversation. You have the coffee shop, you have a lot of events after work, Friday after work. Who doesn't like a nice Friday after work with a, with a cocktail or red wine for me? So those, those events uh, or those moments are not just about the social aspects of work. It's also a really good way of sharing information without having a proper structure of it. And what a lot of researchers that are behind the wild story, what they talk about is that in towns and clusters where they have those, uh, they, have, they have that set up, you have a lot of spillover of knowledge not just within a certain company, but also between different organizations. And what do they mean by that? Well, I'm going to share with you a story from my own personal background. I started my life as a software engineer. Yes, and before that, I was extremely shy and introverted. But that's a story for another day. As a software engineer, I got my first job um, in, in Cambridge, and I moved in the Cambridge, UK. And of course, Cambridge UK is a massive hub when it comes to innovation, startups, ideas. There's, a, especially when it comes to the, even the biotech is really, really strong in Cambridge as well. So for me, it was kind of, wow. I moved a lot uh, since, since I got to Cambridge before then. And um, it was the first town where every other person you meet is some kind of, some kind of engineer. And what tends to happen in cities like Cambridge, whenever you go out for a drink, we go to the pub and we sit down and just even with friends or on meetup and just random people trying to increase my social network, I will, there's a lot of tech conversation that happens. People between organizations talk about what they're working on, of course, with all of the, the, the boundaries of what they cannot say. But you do find out about different technologies. You find out about different areas. Or you find out about, for example, if you whichever lane or whichever industry you're in or product that you're developing, you find people in similar situations, but they come from it with different angles. So you learn more without doing a lot of research yourself. You learn, you absorb, whilst at the same time having a nice juice or red wine as well. So now the point of the article is that by moving people away from those kind of cities and by moving people, um, because obviously the, the change of hybrid and remote working, we are going to end up losing those hubs and it's going to affect um, productivity. Another uh, expert in uh, urban economies called Nathaniel Baumshaw from the University of Toronto also believed that um, because if you kind of look at um, if you kind of look at productivity in a company, and they believe that if you look at a hub or a town or a part of town where there's a lot of companies that that do similar things, when a firm or a new company with double the revenue of its neighbor neighbors move into the city or the block, the productivity of the neighbor increased by two percent. Of course, it's not huge, but it's definitely there's some data in there. So that's what Nathaniel Bombshow believes. Now, how does it, and why does it say that? 
And again, going back to what I said earlier about the spillover of knowledge and how does it work? Well, the productivity of the companies around that area increase again because of the chair of knowledge that happens, the, the, the kind of discussion that motivates people. And people might think, oh, wow, you're working on this aspect of things, especially, you know, people in tech. We love to tinker. We love to create, uh, play with code. We love to try out new ideas. So whenever this happens, we will uh, a lot of engineers will kind of come together. Again, if I use Cambridge as an example, there's a lot of events that are meant or events that are created for engineers to come together, either develop their own code on their own, they can play with new ideas, and also we can do it together. One of my favorite stories uh, and discussion, yes, it, it, it happens in a normal day, is very often in Cambridge that when you walk past, you go to a pub or you go to a bar. People talk about different innovation and how they would solve problems in a hypothetical way. And again, talking about the spillover of knowledge, those discussions are usually based on people not within the same company, but other companies as well. So one of the discussions we've had, uh, those two actually, one of my favorite one was, how do we reduce consumption of waters at home by put, creating a device that can handle dishwashing and washing machine altogether? So that was completely crazy. And we talk about how can we purify water? How how will the cycle of water flow? Would that even work? What would be the cost of building something like that? And someone throwing its panel in the works and says, oh, how about showers? What if you could press a button, you have your showers at the same time, you're washing your clothes and washing other things and you're recycling water in another way. And it was completely fun and bonkers, you might say, but that's how innovation starts. Innovation and crazy ideas start by people having the crazy ideas and trying to think about uh, how they will solve this. And some people might go home and might go into other places and start working on those. The second idea is, again, the same of the random things. There's a lot of discussions about improving cities, especially cities that are congested and there's a lot of traffic like Cambridge. Now, for those who haven't been in Cambridge, it's one of my favorite cities in the world. Yes, I'm biased. I'm from Cambridge. But it's really pretty. And there's a lot of colleges and there's a lot of history. So when you are trying to solve the problem of improving traffic flow in the city, it's not just a question of creating a new road, because there's a lot of areas, parks, areas of the cities that are protected, and others that have buildings that you cannot blow up because they are also protected by the university and by the town as well. So how do you create those? So we talked about under, what if we had an underground system? How will that work? What technology will we need? We talked about trams. We even talked about cable cars. Now, this is really what the article was trying to say, just kind of bringing it a bit more to life, especially for people watching this and wondering, hmm, what will be the impact of, um, of hybrid working if we lose that? So for example, if we now move when a lot of people are hiring from different parts of the world, are hiring from different cities, what will be the impact on innovation and would we lose that? So I'm just going to leave that with you and I will finish off with one of uh, a final quote from a guy called Thomas Cornell. Cornelison is an economist at University of Essex. Now, what I love about that quote, especially based on everything that I've said, I know that when I first read it and when I've discussed this with other people, the first impression is like, wow, maybe we should put, put aside you know, this idea of hybrid and remote working. I like to believe that it's not all gloom and, and doom. 
at the, for, to start with, we are at the very, very beginning of this massive journey, and we don't have a lot of information to know what, what the impact will be in the future. But of course, it's good to start thinking about those things so that we can start reimagining as well what the meaning of spillover of knowledge and innovation will mean in a remote or a bit more disconnected world. And as to finish off with, uh, with what Thomas said, with the hybrid model, workers could realize the best of both worlds, having some days in the office for the positive spillovers of knowledge and having some days where people benefit from working from home as well. So there you have it. One question to our listeners and also to any experts, either from the innovation sector, startups, and also from the remote sector. What do you think about this idea of spillover of knowledge? How are you, especially for those who have been the companies that have been built remote and hiring around the world, that you already have some kind of solution in place for the spillover of knowledge? What do you think the impact will be? And please let us know. We would love to continue the conversation with you as well.